And good afternoon, and thanks for joining us again. My name is Matt Bush, and I'm the Blue News Director for Blue Ridge Public Radio. Sitting next to me is Virginia Daffron. She's the Managing Editor for Mountain Express. And thanks for joining us today for our final candidate forum. Today we'll have the two candidates running for the District 2 seat on the Buncombe County Board of Commissioners, Democrat Amanda Edwards and Republican Glenda Weinert. Remember, early voting in North Carolina has started today, and there are 11 early voting sites in Buncombe County. Early voting runs until November 3rd. If you have not registered to vote, the deadline was last Friday, but if you have not registered, you can still vote during the early voting period. You can do same-day registration during the early voting period. You cannot vote on Election Day, which is November 6th. We'll get on to our form here in a second, but just to go over the format very briefly, we'll have two-minute opening statements from both candidates, then each candidate will get 90 seconds to respond to our questions, and then we will finish with 60-second closing statements. So I want to thank you both for coming in here today, and we will start. Amanda Edwards, you have the first... Uh, opening statement. Great. Thank you so much for allowing us to be here. My name is Amanda Edwards. I live in Weaverville with my husband, Derek. We call him the recovering math teacher. He's currently the principal at Claxton Elementary and our 12-year-old son, Wade, who is a seventh grader at Asheville Middle School. We have a brood of chickens and um, a real sweet dog, Charlie, that's part of our family. I have a master's degree in public administration from the University of Tennessee that has really helped guide my thoughts around county government and is a skill set not currently represented on Buncombe County Commission. Throughout my executive careers at the Literacy Council, the Red Cross of Western North Carolina, and now at AB Tech, I've spent my days improving the lives of others. I think that's what county commissioners do as well, improve the lives of others and serve our community. My campaign from the very beginning moment I announced has been centered around restoring trust and accountability. I believe we must restore trust so that we can address our challenges within Buncombe County and simply to be trusted to provide effective, efficient services to the citizens. I took over the Red Cross after an employee had embezzled nearly 10% of its revenues. I restored trust and accountability there, and I am ready to do it from day one with Buncombe County. I also am an ardent supporter of the environment, have been endorsed by the Sierra Club. Another very prominent issue in my campaign has been centered around K-12 education really focusing on increasing teacher salary supplements and finding ways to provide more mental health counselors and guidance counselors in our schools so that our teachers can truly teach. We've also received the endorsement from the Buncombe County Association of Educators. I am looking forward to answering your questions this afternoon. Thank you. All right, Republican Glenda Weiner. Thank you both, Matt, and to Virginia for having us today and to you, Amanda, for um, being here and being able to have this conversation. I will tell you that I too live in Weaverville. Um, I was uh, grew up here, I graduated from Asheville High. I have two sons and my husband Clint. We also have a dog, his name is Chewy. Um, and um, what I would share with you today is Buncombe County is my home. And part of the reason I made the decision to run is because I believe fiscal responsibility is what is critically needed on the commission. Uh, I have a bachelor's degree in accounting. I also have a master's degree and a doctorate in business administration. But more importantly, I am a small business owner. I know what it takes to run a business. I know what it takes to take care of my employees. I also know the personal sacrifice that that takes to be able to 
uh, operate and own a business. And one of the things that I think this county has got to go back and look at is that taxpayer money is money that people contribute very is very much a challenge. It's it's not something that comes readily and easily for people to be able to do. Therefore, our responsibility and our accountability is is first and foremost the most important part of a commissioner's job. We are taking people's tax money and then using it to manage and operate our county. And it's the county for all of us and must be taken care of as such. So what I would share with you at this moment in time is that I believe at this time my skill set is what's critical to the Commission and something that is uh, paramount to us being able to move forward from where we are today. Thank you very much. And we'll start with the first question. It's a very simple one. Given the Wanda Green scandal, the former county manager has been indicted three separate times this year as well as two of her top assistants and her son was also a county manager showing some corruption that had gone back decades in Buncombe County government. And we'll start with you, Glenda. You get the first question. How would you restore faith and trust in Buncombe County government given what we have learned from the Wanda Green indictments? Well, I think um, critical to that analysis is going back and looking at what policies and procedures had she formulated and had the commission worked in conjunction with to allow those opportunities to occur for her. Um, I think when intentional deceit occurs, you have to go back and evaluate those policies. I know the current commission has looked at 43 of the 45 policies and looked at ways to prevent this from occurring in the future. One of the things that I think is critical is separation of duties and making sure that those responsibilities are managed at each individual level. When you have centralized control like Wanda had, you have what we are now faced with. The other piece of it is I think the Commission has voted to implement COSO, which is an AICPA-directed internal control procedure. And it goes back and asks the employees and it asks departments what can they do to better manage their pieces of the puzzle and then the commission must be responsible and accountable for how those actions occur but it's a matter of decentralizing uh, some of the issues that she had full control over. Amanda? Great. We must be transparent in what we do and as I stated Trust and accountability has been the hallmark of my campaign. It isn't acceptable to accept a three-page budget review on a consent agenda. We have to be willing to ask hard questions and admit when we don't understand what has been put in front of us. And we have to do this in an incredibly nonpartisan way. I am a huge supporter of putting those party politics aside and working together on these challenges. And again, really admitting when we don't understand. I will call for nonpartisan teamwork and honesty, and that's asking and engaging fellow commissioners and staff with hard solution-focused questions. And again, I can't stress this enough, being willing to admit when we don't understand or we need more information to make the best decisions possible. That's the kind of transparency that I will bring to Buncombe County Commission. I will demonstrate that every time to the citizens of the county and fellow commissioners. At the end of the day, it's about transparency and being willing to admit when we need more information. 
Okay. Just to follow up on that, we'll go with you, we'll start with you, Glenda, on this question. Is just what have you thought of what has been done so far by county commissioners and up until this morning when we heard, found word of the new finance director, what are your thoughts of what has been done so far and what ways do you think you can improve upon what has been done so far? I think they've certainly made great strides in addressing the issues. I think it's as more has, un, has been uncovered and presented to them, I think it's certainly given them an opportunity to consider what happened and what could have been done differently and then how do we move forward from it. Um, one of the things that I think is always critical is looking at how did we get where we were and what, what processes and procedures allowed us to be there. I think I, I mentioned earlier in the, my initial comment, they have addressed 43 of the 45 policies that were created um, that allowed uh, Wanda to, to take some of the liberties, I guess is the kind word, to, uh, for the use of the money. The other piece of it in, um, is addressing things like the consent agenda shouldn't be a blanket vote. And I think for budget processes and money, you have to be able to go back and look at each piece of the budget. And you have to understand every single line item. Uh, I am a, I, my expertise is in budget analysis and creating budgets. And then I think making sure that the citizens of this county understand exactly how their money is being used. But it is a critical piece to not just look at revenue, but look at how we're using our expenditures and then who's responsible. Amanda? Great. First, Chairman Newman did step up to lead the commissioners to change policies that weren't in best practice for county government management, including HR policies, commissioner pay, as well as the budget process and hiring a county manager. However, I really think we're missing the forest for the trees if we fail to address what had to be changed and what has not changed. Our county manager ran amok for decades under Republican and Democratic leadership alike. We had chairs on both sides of the, of the aisle there. She was known for being secretive and bullying employees and cliquish and just simply at the end of the day unprofessional in how she operated. Those practices were not stopped and put into check. Our commissioners lack the basic knowledge of county government management and that is what I bring to the table is the understanding of how county government management is supposed to operate and those best practices. We have to nurture trust and be accountable to ourselves and the staff for nurturing that. I think we have to create a culture where honesty, inclusivity, and accountability are the norm versus what we've seen in the past. We can't keep focusing on who you know and operating in partisan politics. This starts with the hiring of our next county manager so we can become a government that delivers effective, efficient services in a nonpartisan way. Thank you. Virginia? Well, first, I'd like to thank Matt and uh, BPR for the opportunity to partner on this forum and thank the candidates for participating. Um, I guess the question goes to Amanda first. Um, district 2 is one of the most closely divided election districts in the state. Uh, in the last election, 317 votes separated the Republican winner, Mike Fryer, from his Democratic challenger, Nancy Niels Nelson, which was less than 1%. Uh, in 2014, the margin was 523 votes between uh, winner Ellen Frost, who's a Democrat, and Republican 
Christina Merrill, who was her challenger, or not her challenger, but her opponent. Um, how will this split affect how you would serve the district as a member of the county board? That's a really great question. And let me first say, I'm a lifelong Democrat. However, the career that I have spent in public service has had to involve putting politics aside in order to ask the community to support the organizations that I'm working with and in order to raise funds to do that. You can't care if someone's a Democrat or a Republican or if you don't see eye to eye on everything. And that's how we have to really focus moving forward, not only in District 2, but on the county commission as a whole. Putting those partisan politics aside, listening to the residents of District 2, and taking their concerns back to the whole commission. And again, I can't say it enough, not caring if they're Republicans or Democrats, we're elected to serve every single person in Buncombe County, despite what party they identify with. And I think also that we have to look at the fair and equitable distribution of our resources to our districts. Um, one of the things that I think happens within any district is you have to be able to listen to all of the folks that live there and what what is the best way to um, address the challenges, look at the resources that you have available, and then look at what, what, what is the cost of addressing those challenges. District 2 is certainly not the only district. We have three districts. And so as a commissioner, while my responsibility is, is to represent District 2, it's also to do what's best for the county. And to go back and look at, I think the division shows just how right in the middle sometimes we really are. And at the end of the day, when somebody shares with you a need or has a question about your job, I'm not going to say, well, can you tell me if you're a Democrat or are you a Republican? Because I can't answer if you don't share that. I need to know what you as a constituent are asking us to consider. And then my responsibility is to go back and try to see where and how we can make that happen. Okay. Thank you. Uh, this question will go to Glenda. Uh, earlier this decade, uh, voters in Buncombe County approved a uh, sales tax specifically for AB Tech and construction at AB Tech, but some recent reporting from our friends at the Citizen Times found some of that money is being used instead to, count, to balance the county budget. What are your thoughts about that, and do you support a binding resolution or binding commitment to make sure that that money is spent on AB Tech and nothing else? Well, first and foremost, I think when the vote initially occurred, I think hindsight is always 2020. but if we had had the foresight to specifically designate that money to ensure that it would go back straight to uh, the intent of the money, which was for AB Tech, then that, that would have been a better process at the beginning. However, um, I think any time money is specifically set aside or airmarked for a particular function that we have to we have to make sure that that occurs this quarter cent sales tax did not happen as a general fund uh, resource it, it it had specific funding so again back to budget process I think it's really critical to understand the budget understand where the dollars come from what they're allocated to do and then the Commission's responsibility is to make sure that that happens okay. Amanda great no one can see the impact of this more than I can. I work at AB Tech. 
I can see how situations like this, they have a real cost and a lost opportunity, not only for our community, but for our students. If we don't have the facilities available to teach our students in the most high-tech training that they need, at the end of the day, that hurts our community. And again, nobody running can see that more than I do on a daily basis. What got us to this point, though, is the lack of transparency, the lack of understanding the budget, the lack of being willing to ask questions and saying, I don't understand, and following the money. However, we also have to step back and say, how did the county come to control these projects? Those projects were to have been controlled by the Office of State Construction. So again, a lack of oversight on the commissioners for understanding those projects and asking questions and following through. Okay. Okay. Um, Commissioners have been considering changes to Buncombe County's employee benefits policies, and I believe last night they approved uh, limiting the number of annual leave hours that the that the employees can sell back to the county to 40 hours. That's one change that they have made um, to come a little bit more in line with other large counties in North Carolina, but they haven't acted on issues including automatic cost of living adjustments and changes to the health insurance benefits that um, county employees receive. Interim County Manager George Wood has made clear in memos to commissioners that Buncombe provides unusually generous benefits uh, to compared to peer counties in North Carolina. Would you make changes to those policies, uh, the automatic cost of living and then the health insurance benefits? Okay, great. Those are incredibly generous benefits. I think where we are though is we do have to step back and evaluate county employee morale. Employees that I'm talking to, they don't feel respected. They don't feel that their work is important. They feel that because they work for Buncombe County, the community and sometimes each other within their departments view them as just as guilty of things as Wanda Green and other assistant county managers have been. So we have to look at how to keep the morale up because we have phenomenal employees throughout Buncombe County. One thing that aside from this, because it is a budget issue, is the commissioners have had opportunity after opportunity to correct their own pay and bringing it in line from the second highest in the state of North Carolina to where it should be, which is the seventh. And if we're gonna look at employee benefits, we need to look at commissioner pay and benefits and the health insurance that comes along for serving in a part-time role. And I'm not hearing those discussed hand in hand with employee benefits as well. Um, I too believe that the 1,470 county employees um, may be our greatest asset. And one of the things that I think is really important is to pay attention to what we have already allocated to them. Um, I think there are ways to go back and look at grandfathering in our current employees. Um, I think that cost of doing business is always a question of how do we better do that. But I also believe that nothing happens in this county without the core team of employees that we have. Um, One of the things that I think is really sad is that the situation with Wanda and all of the corruption has caused folks to view 
the entire county as um, being under that sort of umbrella or cloud. And I want to say that I think that as a commissioner, it is very important for us to listen, understand, and work to protect our employees and to make sure that we are being good stewards of not only their service, but the resources that it requires to take care of them. Okay. Our next question, we'll start with Glenda on this one. The city of Asheville two years ago allocated money in the bond referendum that was approved by voters for affordable housing projects. What sorts of things do you support the county doing to address the affordable housing problem? I think one of the, one of the well, a couple challenges that we face, I think that there are lots of things that contribute to the cost of housing. Um, we have a limited amount of real estate because of our topography, and because of that, it, it causes the land here to be incredibly expensive. The other piece of that is the cost of doing business, and some of that has to do with our uh, structure within our um, permitting and licensing and the thing the challenges that developers face in order to be able to go in and develop affordable housing so I think one of the things that I would recommend is that we sit down with our local builders we sit down and, and talk with folks that are um, far better versed in that um, arena and ask how how can we work with builders how can we work with licensing and permitting so that we stay safe and conscientious about those but also manage the cost of what it takes to do affordable housing I think it's a big topic with many many elements to it that need to be discussed and addressed okay. Amanda great I commit to creating a housing supply that is permanently affordable and income qualified for our residents. Housing has to be affordable to working families, individuals, and retirees in our community. I was recently talking to a number of teachers who work within a particular school district and none of them can afford to live within the school district where they're driving to teach every single day. That shouldn't happen in Buncombe County. I really like partnering with results-driven organizations, and I think we've seen some great success with Mountain Housing Opportunities, Habitat for Humanity, and even Givens Estates in the last few years. And I would really encourage the county to work with them on five, 10, even 15 year plans with real measurable goals and outcomes to address affordable housing. Planning and zoning is the key in my opinion, to affordable housing. We have to ensure that our ordinances, though, support the delicate balance of land conservation and protecting it, along with providing a, a good stock of affordable housing in safe communities. Okay. Virginia's next question. Okay, and we'll start with Amanda. Um, women are running in record levels, uh, uh, in record numbers at all levels of government in the 2018 election. So how did being a woman uh, factor into your decision to seek elected office? Oh, I love this question so much. Um, I was raised by a single mom and my grandmother. So from the time I was a little girl, being a strong, independent woman was part of my life and watching that and being so proud of being able to step back and look at the life that they provided me. As I mentioned, I have, I have a son, my only child, and I've always wanted to set the best possible 
life for him and to see that women can do absolutely anything and to teach him how to respect that from a very early age. So for me, it's about respecting my history and my past and where I've come from, but really setting an example for my son and being a good role model in that way. But it's also been fun of the little girls who are the children of some of my closest friends have sent me texts and calls about how proud they are of Aunt Amanda and that they want to do that someday too. I, I have a little bit of a different take on it. Um, I didn't run because I'm a woman. I ran because I feel very strongly about the ethical aspect of being a county commissioner and my financial background. Um, I don't know if you've heard the phrase for such a time as this, but I believe that it's about a certain skill set and a time in our history where I believe that my it's my opportunity to offer my services to the county and to provide those services. Um, do I think being a female brings a different perspective and a different viewpoint? Yes, but my decision was not made solely because I am a woman or I felt like as a that there needed to be additional females on the commission. Um, I think it's it was my decision because of how I want to serve the county and because of what I thought my skill set would bring to the conversation. Okay. Next question, we'll start with Glenda on this one. As a county commissioner, what role do you believe the county board and county government in general can play in combating the opioid epidemic in Buncombe County? Well, I think that that is a huge question. I think the opioid challenge is not just here in Buncombe County, but it is a nationwide crisis. Um, I think our commissioners, in conjunction with our sheriff's office, have looked at many different ways to combat the crisis. Um, I think taking the lawsuit and taking the initiative to focus on pharmaceuticals and the over-manufacturing and then the over-distribution of prescribed drugs has, has certainly uh, contributed significantly to where we are today and I think our commission has was one of the leading commissions in the state to actually place a lawsuit on the on the pharmaceutical companies um, the other piece of it is I think we have to constantly evaluate what created the problem and not always throw money at symptoms because I think unless we go back and look at where it started how it started and why, then I don't think that we can necessarily address it strictly by um, contributing more dollars to it. Now, I also think the Sheriff's Office has done a tremendous job to help combat this problem and that we as a commission should continue to support law enforcement as one of our um, opportunities in how we best address it. Okay, Amanda. Great. Our local government really does owe our community a heads-on response to this crisis. I advocate for a coordinated strategic multi-agency response to this and that was a method that I learned of coordinating disasters and emergencies at the Red Cross of pulling in all the different agencies that can really work together on this. We cannot continue to work in silos to address such a big challenge. And again, not only in our community but nationwide, but we have to start here at home in our backyards. This is a law enforcement issue. It's a family issue. It's a community issue. 
it's an educational issue, and in many ways, it's also an economic issue in our community. The one thing that I keep hearing is, you know, we should help, but as a county commissioner, I'm not going to stand for that refrain of we should help, but what? Because those buts, they never end. Our response as a community is that we not only ought to help, and we will help solve it, and we come together as a community to do it. Okay, go on to our final question now. Virginia has that. Final question. What is the biggest difference you see between yourself and your opponent as you've come through these forums and examined one another's positions? Yours? Great. Well, not only am I different in this way from my opponent, but also the county commission as a whole. And that's where I go back to having that master's of public administration. That is the degree required of county managers to take the job. I have solid training and understanding in not only best practices, but HR policies, how counties are really supposed to operate. I, I am a first time candidate. I don't think I've said that yet. But I do have 20 years of really the buck stops here with me, CEO experience. And it has provided me the opportunity to oversee challenging situations, um, but also how to move past those. Um, organizations that I've entered as the executive director have had challenging situations and being able to step back and look at them as a whole and know how to fix them and how to bring people together again in a nonpartisan way is what we have to do. And I think that that definitely sets me apart um, from all other candidates and all other current elected officials. Okay, Linda. All right, I, I personally think in, in our conversation earlier that I said, um, I think we need to take a new direction in the county. I think we've had plenty of government oversight for a long time and we see where it's gotten us. Um, I am an accountant, I am a business owner, I know what it takes to start a business from, the, from scratch, from the ground up, to create jobs. I've created hundreds of jobs right here in this county. I've worked for 25 years outside of my accounting profession in many industries from early education and early childcare to currently in the restaurant business. I currently employ over 100 people. I work to create jobs and I think one of the things that the county commission needs is someone that understands better a budget practice and how to, to lead from that perspective. Um, I've also served for many years on nonprofit boards. I've chaired many nonprofit boards. So I understand both sides of the conversation, but most importantly, I've signed to the front and back of a paycheck at the risk of creating jobs for other people. And I think that's what the commission needs, again, for such a time as this. Okay. Well, again, thank you both very much. We've reached the end of our question period. We'll now go on to 60-second uh, closing statements from each of you. We had a coin toss beforehand to see who got to go first and last. And uh, Amanda, you will go first for closing statements. Great. Thank you. Thank you again for the opportunity to be here this afternoon. I've lived and worked in this community and gone to school in this community and raised my family for over 20 years. I mentioned I am a Democrat, a lifelong Democrat, but I'm not partisan. I can and do engage everyone. I have to every day in my job. 
And I'm proud not only to have Democrats and Republicans, but also unaffiliated folks donating to and supporting my campaign. On my way over here, I had a Republican call me and tell me how excited he was that he got to vote for me this morning because he didn't think he was in District 2. I'm incredibly proud of that. I'm incredibly proud of reaching across the aisle, and I will continue to do that as a county commissioner. I've been endorsed by the Sierra Club, the Police Benevolent Association, the Buncombe County and Asheville City Schools Association of Educators, as well as the AFL-CIO. They've put their trust in me, and I hope the voters in District 2 will as well. Okay. Linda. To the both of you, thank you for today, and to Amanda, thanks for today. Um, I would say to you that the most important thing that for me is to provide service and accountability to this county. I believe as an accountant and as a business owner and a former early educator that I provide a well-rounded um, attributes that to serve the commission. The one thing I would say to you both is that I think in conversations about working with all of the folks here, one of the things that I feel very strongly about is access to early education, being able to provide opportunities for our families to be able to work. And one of the things that is critical to that is for us to be good stewards of our money, to create a broad tax base and be able to create revenue that allows us to support all of the things that we believe in. I ask for your vote. I am running for District 2. And I would say, please, District 2, I need you. Okay. Well, thank you very much for both of you for being in here today. And thank you to all the candidates who came for our forums this week. I want to thank our media partners at the Mountain Express and at the Citizen Times for helping us do these this week. The early voting period in North Carolina starts today, and it runs through November 3rd. If you need to find a polling place, go to our website, bpr.org. We have the list of polling places, not just for Buncombe County, but for all the counties in our very long and vast listing area. And if you need to take something with you as you go to the voting booth. Ah, we have our candidate guides coming out in Mountain Express. Uh, in our issue of November the 24th, we'll have the... October. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> October the 24th. Uh, for sure. We'll have the uh, federal and state level candidates and then in our issue of October the 31st, yes, October the 31st, we'll have the Buncombe County um, races and our voter guide will be online at mountainx.com um, by Monday, October the whatever that is, uh, 22nd. Yeah. Okay. Well, again, thank you very much for listening and have a good day.